Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast. A place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. Ugh, okay, so the one thing I'll say is I'm so glad this isn't being video recorded because we are haggard. Ugh. It's Friday afternoon. We've worked really hard this That's week. Good. I mean, That's like, good. That's a good way non-stop. to put it. Mm-hmm. Nonstop. And, you know, every week can feel nonstop with a toddler, but... No, no. Oh, it, no. This, is, this has been like both of us are just swimming. We're so lucky work. to have the daycare coverage that we have because last week we were in Mexico... This weekend, I'm leaving for New York to be with a client. This week was essentially three weeks of work in one, and you have some some really busy upcoming work stuff. Like, you're busy now for things that are upcoming. Yeah. Are we going to be able to enjoy the weekend, or I'm only here for another half day? For the next... Are we going to be able to enjoy the next basically 10 hours? Yeah. No. Math. 20 hours. Yeah. yeah. Are we? Yeah. Are we done? I mean, done? We, we, are, we have the ability we to. Have, we still have to. Will go- we and are we? I don't know. Probably pizza would make it better. Ooh, I'm down. Oh, okay, good. Because Neo left this morning, left the house asking for pizza. Yeah, weirdest thing. He fell asleep in the car, which he does uh, on the way to daycare, which he does every now and then. But we had to go to the doctor before, so kind of made sense. He took a little nap. He has never, like, voluntarily woken up. Mm-hmm. from a little car nap and i mean sometimes when we arrive he wakes up but he woke up we were i don't know 45 seconds away from dropping him off at the daycare and he just woke up and he was like pizza i want pizza think pizza. back to when you take a nap and you wake up and you are hungry yeah. i mean you totally, want pizza totally he's a real human yeah he's like woke up from a nap and wants pizza it's pretty typical totally yeah i just don't think i don't think we can cook do you even have a plan for cooking tonight no. Okay. Not yet. I was going to maybe swing by the grocery store and grab something. And also I have some lion's mane mushrooms that I want to make. We have tofu and mushrooms. We don't have any tofu. Yeah. Uh-uh. Did you eat it? Yeah, I ate it on sandwiches the other day. You ate the whole block of tofu on no, sandwiches. two different days. You ate a whole block of tofu. There's two little things in there. Once you slice them up, it's basically the size of like a sandwich and a half. Did you cook them? No, they're Ew. the pre-baked tofu. Oh, okay, okay. Flavored baked tofu. Got it, got it. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. been one of my favorites since no, I no, was. No, no, I just I, we're, I'm used to having plain tofu. In so the it's house. so it's soybeans that are processed into this thing called tofu. Stop. No, you know that we get white plain tofu that we have to season ourselves. I like the firm. Okay, and this one is seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other day I was sitting with a client. And they asked a question that I thought was really good that they were going to talk to their friends about, which was, how often are you in love in your relationship? And how often are you in like? And how often do you feel separateness? So, yes, like it's yes. like that feeling of distance and closeness. Yeah, yeah. I, I told them, I said, I, I'm going to do a podcast on this because this is a really interesting topic for me as well. And I'm I might we might have said this on the podcast before but when we were getting married we got some really good wisdom or I did and it sometimes you're all mushy smushy together and sometimes you're really prickly towards each other because before we were getting married you know it's a time of contemplation you've made the decision but there's still a little bit of an exit plan right you're you don't you haven't done the commitment that 
takes a lot to undo yet. Are there just times where you're sometimes not that into your person? Um, and what does that look like? And what happens when you get frustrated with them and it, and it lingers? So you're oh, like, I'm excited I, about this. You're like, I've are never we, had that happen. Are we going to do like percentages? We like doing percentages. What's your percentage? How percentage often do you like me? How often do I like you? I would go with 89.5% of the time. Explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, over, well, that's probably, that might be too low. No, no. Is this the first one that came in? It's the first one's always the right one. Well, (laughs) no, no, I'm caught here. Uh, I wouldn't say that like 10% of the time I'm mad at you. No, no. But a lot of it is times when I feel like indifferent or I don't have a thought. So would I count that as like? Because I, I mean, now that I said that number, I mean, I don't think 10% of our days, which would mean for like one day out of 10 days, essentially, hmm. that I would not or be like annoyed with you. What was the language that you used? You said frust. No, you said mm-hmm. like, love and dislike or distance distance. It would be like one out of 10 days that I would feel distant from you. Well, that what feels ha- like a lot. I get annoyed with you. And so maybe. So you add in like an hour here, an hour yeah, there. Yeah, maybe maybe an maybe twenty four hours over a two week period. I'm annoyed with you, babe. We're sleeping a lot. Well, and we okay. don't see each other because we go to work. Anyways, true. here yeah. here's what I think happened. Percentages was a bad idea. So, and I never I never got into it. So you brought it up. And you fucked not, it up. I, I didn't say you did anything wrong. No, no, I know. I'm just saying you got yourself in this dilemma. I didn't ever say that you were putting it on me. I was just letting you know that I usually put my foot in my mouth and this time your whole two big ass feet are shoved in your mouth and that's it. Wow, that was a two foot in the mouth. That's a lot of feet in the mouth. I mean, you don't like me one day out of every 10 days. (laughs) Okay, count today I, I you probably hear, count today i want to hear i want to hear your you know and and let's use today as an example because and honestly babe i think it's really good that we start paying attention to to where we are globally because you know in the past couple of years we've had a lot going on we say that in almost every podcast but it had a huge impact on how we related to each other and our happiness levels and you know, it was hard when every day, like for a period of time after the baby was born, every day I felt depressed. It was hard to really figure out, like, do I like him or is this my problem? Like, is it my mental health that's creating this scenario? Am I? And, you know, the, I, the reality was, is that depression creates irritability. So the answer was yes. But then there were times where we were like, OK, we caught a groove and then it was like quickly gone. But I, it was more of that. Like, so today, for example, I would say that the reason that I've felt sure and frustrated and sort of impatient is because I'm overtired and we're, you know, I'm leaving tomorrow. I haven't packed, right? Yeah. And that's one aspect of this that we have talked about a lot on the podcast, which are, you know, we're in these kind of transition periods. So one person is getting ready to leave out of town. Um, we're coming back from vacation or one person's coming back from vacation. Those are bigger ones even. And we have less, although it's interesting now, now that we both work from home, we have less of those transition times of like coming back from work into the house Mm because we're both basically home all day for the most part. Yeah, no, that's totally true. And funny enough, I feel like you respond to my texts and G chats more often because we're at home. 
that to me says that you were avoiding me all that time. You're like, I'm at the office. She'll never know. I'll just be pooping in the bathroom. She wouldn't know. But here I'm like, is he pooping? Is he is he ignoring me? Well, you still get on me a lot for not responding. Even today you did. Not really got on me, but joked about it. And yes, virtually I'm still able to kind of like check things because at the office, you know how many meetings I'm in. Oh, right, at the office, right. I That's wasn't true. looking at my computer or phone right. while I was on meetings. So That's oftentimes right. I'm responding to your G-chats while I'm on a meeting right. because I'm on the computer. That's right. And there I wouldn't bring my computer to a meeting with me. That's right. You can heard just, it. Can I just finish it? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, folks. And my phone in the computer in the meeting. Mr. Overexplainer. Yeah. yeah, welcome aboard. It's when it's when You'll I know exactly where you are all the time. No, it's when I'm like agreeing with you and you just get like a like an emotional heart on. You're like, yeah, maybe, she maybe, maybe. So I'm gonna keep going. Maybe, but here's also what you do is as soon as you start to like I start to say something that you know you're gonna agree with, you're like, Yes, okay, I get it. And you expect me to stop. Like no. that's so unsatisfying. No. It's so no, unsatisfying. Adam, that isn't true. <laughs> no, you never let me like fully get out okay, my statement okay, okay, before saying and then if me just saying my full statement, like this right now, like me just saying my full statement then becomes over-explaining. No, well, right into... Boo, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> wrong, yeah. Right into readingaloudlove at gmail.com and let us know your opinion. That that That's not even remotely true. So what happens, babe, here's what happens. There are times when I know what you're going to say. And if I don't nod my head and I just sit there in silence, which I think is so rude to not be like engaged with you, but I just look at you, you will stop quickly. You will just stop. But this time it's like, you know, you you got to know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but like I also think that babe, okay. You're I'm done. It's just different things that we're talking about. Okay. All right. All right. I am all for getting excited for what you're saying and being passionate. And you're right, when I think I know what you're going to say, I do interrupt, and that is a different thing. I understand too. Yes. Okay. <sighs> Do I like you right now? Zero percent. <laughs> How many percents do I like you? Maybe 12. Okay. So the thing that we were talking about that, that, I was, that I was listening to in session was more about chunks of time. And I think that that is the thing that really gets to me. So like, so for example, one day isn't an issue. You know, by the time Neo comes home and after he's done being crazy with his transitions and maybe we get some food in us, we start listening to music at the house, you know, we'll settle out. Or maybe it's when he goes to bed, we'll finally settle out, but we'll eventually settle out. It's when we get those runs of time that's just like, seriously, for another day, we're still not on the same page. And that's where some people... And, and, and that's where what I was talking about is before we got married, those are the questions that I asked myself is like, is this a problem? Like, are we having problems in our relationship? Is this a, some indicator that we're not like us being not being on the same page for as long as we're not? Is that a thing? You know what's funny? If you were nodding right now, I would stop. It's that you're not nodding that I keep going because I just assume you don't understand yet or I haven't clarified my point. So I'm the opposite. I like a good nod. Okay. 
well nod nod is okay the like yes i understand no that's not what we were talking about we were talking about when i nod at you you just get an emotional heart on and keep going that's that's what i said yeah yeah oh my god we need a lot of responses to this podcast because it i I this I hear what you're saying. I'm, miscommunication. I'm, I'm, I sometimes will look down and you know focus on something else because it helps me actually actively listen to you. So, you know, you're a little different where you're better actively listening when your hands are doing something. Or actually, I like to fiddle with my hands to help me listen. Uh, you don't like when I do, but but you'll no, like you'll want to be doing something or like full interacting. of lies on this podcast. When I'm clicking a pen or yes. something like that, yeah. No, you, you, you don't said like fiddle that. with your hands. That's what I mean. No. Fiddle with something. No, when you make a noise, if you want to well, yeah. squeeze a squishy ball, well, I'm petting pleat right now, which it's fine. doesn't make it. Which, but that's that's the same thing. It's like of like doing something with my hands to listen better, babe. Captain Obvious is in the podcast <laughs> right now. I I know I'm I. I don't even know where I to go with this, this. I love that this podcast, this topic led to fights. <laughs> I, I know the difference. I between- hear what you're saying, though. Let me just back up and, and say I totally was hearing what you're saying about like chunks of time. And the one thing that I was thinking about and waiting for you to finish, but like thinking about when you were talking was for me, you know what the one thing that if we do will consistently continue our disconnection and then we often use as a way to like can we just do this and reconnect is tv hmm. you think we say here's an example you think we suggest tv as a way to reconnect yes if we've had a really bad day and we've been disconnected we've been kind of like short with each other or whatever we had a fight and we never really covered whatever the scenario oftentimes it, that will lead to, especially in the evening time after Neo goes to bed, an increased level of exhaustion. Oh, I'm so tired because we had our work days. We did a bunch of stuff and we weren't giving each other energy. And so we're just kind of like beat that day. Because of that, we'll be like, I just want to like lay with you and reconnect and zone out for a little bit and watch TV. When we do that. We wake up the next day and it often can happen again. And then that cycle is played over. I'm not saying I don't like watching TV with you. That's not the point here. But we're also more likely to disconnect when we have spent our evenings, the majority of our evenings. And when I say evening out there for our listening audience, that basically means from about 7, 7.30 when Neo goes to bed until when we go to bed around 10, 10.30. Those three hours. If we spend those three hours for three or I four days in a row. I love that you give us three hours. It's definitely eight to ten. Eight to ten. There you go. It's so, such a small amount of time. So if we spend those two hours over the course of like four days watching TV every night, I have noticed that around that time period, the third or fourth or fifth day, we'll get onto each other. Oh, hundo percent. So I can see TV being the... It's the creator of fights. Yes, and I'm sorry for interrupting you. And it's also, in my opinion, it's something that helps it continue on to speaking to those chunks of time that you were talking about. That, yeah, that that was a little bit news to me, but I think it's I think it's an interesting thing. I will say, when I came in agreeing with you, you interrupted me because you got hyped up because I agreed with you. You're correct. It just happened in real time for the third time. There we go. You're 100% right. You know what's funny is that nobody knows what to say when the other person says you're 100% right. The other, Then it's so disarming. 
Well, you're going to misinterpret what I just said. No, uh, I hear you. I hear you. And, and you know, maybe I shouldn't say it. No, that's what I was saying. You're going to misinterpret what I just said. I knew that you would. Well, God, you always well, do it is, that. I agree with you. No. It is disarming. That's a good thing. Oh, it's a good thing? Did yes, I you want to. The, the dog just went under the bed. Okay. <laughs> no, it is a good thing. That because there's nothing else that I can say. It does stop an argument. Oh, it's a good it. thing. That's a good thing. I <sighs> thought it meant. I thought it. I thought you were saying it. And you're right. I did misunderstand you. I thought you were saying it like it's disarming in that it shuts down the conversation where like you were wanting no more it, dialogue, more, more fight. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. That's what I'm saying. Well, not more fight, but more like you know opportunity to express yourself or something. I appreciate your kindness, but when I said more fight, then you're like. No, not more. Fi- it's like nothing I say can be just taken as like, it's a good thing. You're saying the right thing. I said more fight in a joking way being like, yeah, that's actually the only thing that would happen if you tried to come back and be like, no, that's not true. Blah, blah, blah. You were like, you're a hundred percent right. And then it's just like, it does shut down the conversation so that we stop fighting. Right. I hear that. Yep. Yep. I agree. And I just feel like I need to tell the whole world that you are the first thing you assume is that I'm telling you that you're doing something wrong. Fair enough. I do do that. Disarmed. I'm disarmed. (laughs) There's nothing I can say. Because what do you say when somebody's like, you're right? What do you, what do you feel when somebody just says, you're totally right. I'm so sorry. uh, Well, first I would thank them for acknowledging that and reinforce that behavior of them acknowledging like where they were wrong. And then I would, typically I would go one of two directions. I would bring up my role in that situation. So I would say like, you're right. You do do that. Or like, I appreciate you saying that. And I recognize that I contribute to it through X, Y, and Z because to me, this is just the first thing. But what that says to the other person is you've recognized your role and I'm recognizing how my role within that can help perpetuate you in that in that action or can help add to you in that action. Or because I come from the belief that it always like everybody there's always takes two to tango. I cannot tell you how mad I am right now. If I don't say what my role is, it would be then it would be to then transition the conversation to what we can do to begin to create a foundation of moving beyond that. Oh, my God. You just look like the perfect person from heaven sent above. (laughs) Listen. No, clearly not. I just admitted that I was wrong twice on the show about something, maybe three times. I think more often than not, being able to admit you're wrong is a much bigger deal than being wrong. I think it's much more admirable that like, no, what I'm trying to say is like, it it completely takes away the wrong to admit that you're wrong for the most part. But here, here's what I want to say. And I don't know why I'm so like tied up in details right now, but I am, which is that when I said I, you know, it's completely disarming. That was before we finished the conversation. I was just acknowledging in that moment that like, when you say that, there's really nothing else for me to say other than oftentimes I also come back with, and I know how I did. I mean, it happened this morning during our family meeting. It's like, I came back and I said, and I know that this is something that I need to work on about being rude or whatever it is, disrespectful. But and you, that felt really good when you said that, you know. Yeah, I mean, God, I just feel like you can't understand anything I'm saying right now. 
just stay with me, babe. I'm with you. That it, you know, but then you made this point on the podcast, like, I don't know this about the like, and, and then I usually come from the perspective of then I take responsibility for my part. The disarming piece is that it can be really hard to receive it. Like you're all fired up, ready to fight with the other person. And the other person goes, oh, wow, I'm wrong. You are definitely right. It's like you lose steam for the fight altogether and it can be hard to receive don't you ever have that feeling when I'm like oh my gosh you're totally right or I'm so sorry and you're just sort of like in that awkward place of like well I don't need to explain myself anymore because clearly she got it and now she admitted I'm she's 100% wrong what am I supposed to do it's it's like a funny yeah, feeling. It's, a, it's a very funny feeling okay yeah yeah for sure I mean I, that has happened to me when you know, I've kind of expressed something and you've been that and you've been like, oh, I'm really sorry immediately or whatever. But I still have that like, it's not anxiety, but that, you know, I'm, I'm all keyed up, as we like to say on the Reading Aloud podcast, I'm all keyed up still. And like, I don't know what to do with that energy. And that's a practice. Like I've, I've tried to like, uh, we were in a restaurant, this is several weeks ago, and we had kind of a stressful experience. And it wasn't that stressful, but I felt I felt like hurt by what you had said. Right. You said something. It wasn't a big deal. And I brought it up to you in the restaurant and you were immediately like, I understand you, babe. I'm really sorry that I said that. And I was all like worked up about it. But you said that you responded immediately with just you're right. I'm really sorry I said that. But I was still left with that exact same feeling. I was like, OK, breathe, like move through it. And I think it's a good lesson to recognize that in the other person because oftentimes if you immediately apologize in a situation, it's also healthy of you to recognize that that other person might still have those feelings even though they accept your apology. And to give them a little space to be able to like breathe and move on and not just be like, oh, I apologize, you should be totally cool. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great point. That that wasn't what I was referring to, but that's a great point. I yeah, was Yeah, I kind of went off on a whole No, 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 no. No, that was that was part, that's part of it. That's one very, you know, that's like one very normal feeling. I was talking about more that it can be hard sometimes for me to accept the apology. Like, I don't know, you say you're wrong and I just get squirmy. Maybe that doesn't happen to you. I, and it maybe it doesn't because I thought it did because I thought I've seen that happen to you, but maybe it doesn't. Be, and I thought it did for you because you're such a people pleaser that it can be hard just to like get to be the one that was like hurt and that there isn't that need to be like, and here's my part. Like you just receive the apology and don't say anything after that. Just, you know, I don't know, because I think, you know, we've talked about how I can get a little squirmy when men suffer and maybe that's what's coming up with you. But I think it would happen with anybody. I don't know. I get squirmy. I'm like, oh my God, I just not want to fight, but like, I don't know. I don't want to have the upper hand. I don't want this to, I want it to all go away. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. Goodbye. It's over. Mm -hmm. I did that this morning when you said that you were sorry. I was like, okay, great. Move on. It was awkward. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that makes sense yeah, to you. Yeah. I was trying to, I don't know if I followed you a hundred percent there, but I, I'm, I'm, you should have been petting the dog. Yeah, I should have. Okay. So let's move on. Cause I want to kind of talk about questioning the relationship because the question that came up in the session with the client was, do you, do you then question your relationship? And I already talked about how in the beginning of our relationship, as we were sorting out kinks and stuff like that, you know, it is important to check in and be, be like, 
in this moment with this pattern that keeps showing up, is this something I want in my life as far as a long-term partnership? I think that's good. I think for me, with you, I even when I would take this fantasy all the way down to saying goodbye forever, I could not ever tolerate that feeling ever once. I never once, even in the times when early on when I was like, this is the most unacceptable thing that I think you could have done in this moment. And I, I don't, I will not stand for this. I still, there was some part of me that's like, I'll, I, I cannot imagine my life without this person. Did you know that I was faking you out in those moments? <laughs> yeah. It's not a real fake out because if you had kept doing that stuff, it would have been real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, I think for me, like, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've had times in our relationship, especially ongoing low low points where I don't think I've ever actually, like, questioned my commitment to the relationship I have have had times where I felt like and maybe earlier on were like did I make the right choices but not about you it was more just I don't know I'm not making any sense but for me no there hasn't really been a no, long well, what period do you mean by do I make the, did I make the right choices like to you know you're like you imagine yourself in different life scenarios had I made these different decisions had I went to these different places had I not made those choices would I would I be in a situation that would a heck of a lot better than this one right now Mm -hmm. you know and that's all living in fantasy relative to me or I mean I would inevitably be a part of it yeah Yeah, inevitably I'm saying and that's yeah totally and that's what I'm saying and that's why I'm like but it could have been like what if we were living in another country together or another place? So, or doing other things with our lives that we had met somewhere else or something like that. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've definitely had those scenarios where it's 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 we were were doing it, of course, and those those are the majority. But near the beginning of the relationship, like I, you know, was very much like I had of like, have I made? Have I made all the right decisions? Yeah. So, and you know, all of this happened during hard times at the beginning of our relationship. Mm-hmm. My thought here is, but I wasn't the problem <laughs> during the hard times. Um. Well, that no matter who is the problem, it didn't. It didn't make a difference that the times were hard. Got it. So. I, if times are hard and I'm the problem, do I fantasize about getting out of it or do I fantasize harkens, about being better? It harkens back. Well, I mean, both. But like, I think, you know, it's not all one or the other. And I think that I'm just saying that like there were times in which I thought about like, like, am I on the right path? How right much now? weight then, does it? Because, you know, when somebody in, you know, your wife hears this for the first time, of course, it's going to bring up feelings for me of like, oh, because it, like because what I had just said was that I never once really felt like I didn't want to be with you. Now, if things had kept going in a certain direction, that would have had to have, I would have had to have reassessed. But each time we had a hard thing, and actually sometimes multiple of the same thing, I would, you know, I I just, I don't know that I ever got to the place of like, I'm, I'm really out. I'm out. I never got to that place either. Yeah, but I don't know that I could have envisioned some other life. My life was not you really were 
not just the a missing thing that I had really, really longed for, not just a partner, but you. You were, it was so clear to me that you were the person for me that, and, and you made my life so much better that I don't think that there is like, you know, one thing I've thought about is if you died, would I be in another relationship? And it is so difficult for me to even envision how anything could be this good. And I think for people who find, you know, quote unquote, the love of their life, the, the second relationship, if they do become a widow or widower, it's clear that it's not better than the first. It's either great in a different way or it's just like, I lost the love of my life and I love you now too. But that was the love of my life. So it is, you know, I mean, you have to understand that it might have a little bit of a sting to hear you say that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's it's hard to communicate things in which we're having a conversation about a topic and that topic brings up things that, like, I don't know how else to say it. You don't and have to say it in a way that... I know, but, like, it, it's... I don't think that... I think that it's 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 coming off more intense than it was. Like, when you're just asking those questions, and I, I don't... There were never any merit to them. You know, it was it was out of frustration and fear in those moments. And I'm saying that, but it wasn't like I was for days on end playing out these fantasies and doing other things, you know, that. Yeah. And so what I just, so it's just a hard thing. It's a hard thing. And sorry to interrupt you. It's just, it's just a hard thing for me to communicate because there's such a high degree of variance and anything that like contains those words of like, I was just questioning my decisions like that just, yeah. But like how, what what else am I going to say? No, I, you know, well, I'm saying something different. I'm saying that that didn't occur to me. Um, nothing that had come before you was ever anything remotely like you. And I'm not just talking about people. I'm talking about the life that I was living and the expansiveness of that, that I couldn't really envision something being even better. But what I heard you say was it came out of fear and frustration. And the one of the things you said back in the beginning before you said any of that was, that you've done a lot of work on yourself. So it's like to not have that, whatever it was that made you think twice. But we were also talking about the the validity of before we get married, should we walk through different scenarios in our head? Like is if we're making this decision, we've got to really think about it. It's not just blindly into it, but really take some time and be like, let me walk through a scenario where I don't have him at the end of the day. How does that make me feel? And it sounds like when you were scared or frustrated that it was easier to just kind of vision out like that helped, you know, let off some steam. I don't want to put any more words in your mouth. That's just what I'm assuming you're saying. And that's totally fine. It doesn't sting as much anymore. And we still have low periods. So what do we do about those? What is it? Because you know, once you're married and then you're into a relationship, what are we going to have our seven year anniversary? Six, seven, seven. Like that wouldn't be a go-to thought for me. What if my, I was, well, I guess not having a kid. There was a time when mm-hmm. I asked that question, what would our life be like if we didn't have a kid? And you know what it would have been like? Constantly longing for a family. I think we would have had so much fun if we were both on the same page that we didn't want kids, but that was not what we had said. And if we didn't have kids and we kind of wanted them or really wanted them, that we would have just been, we would have felt like I could see myself getting really 
resentful of the fact that I didn't have them Mm -hmm. and start to find holes in like, is this relationship enough? Mm -hmm. Because we hadn't, that's not what we wanted. Right. I mean, I I think for me present day, like, like I, I could never imagine a life without you. I'm so invested and committed personally and just personally and and just like through my spirit and soul like in this relationship that there are things that could happen where I think it might end the relationship like I could play out a crazy scenario or something like you fall in love with somebody else and like of course eventually I'd have to leave the relationship right but in terms of us just being at odds with each other I don't know. I feel like I'm so committed to it. Like there, there isn't, um, there isn't a scenario I play out now where we're not together. So the idea is, is there are no times when we play out other scenarios anymore. I don't think so. Not I mean, me. I, I don't know. Yeah. No. Oh, I thought you meant like together, but no, in our heads. No, there's not. Yeah. No, not me. That that's not where my mind goes anymore. No, not where my mind feels goes. like there's a lot of steps before we would get to that. Like you said, there'd be, have to be a lot yeah, of, there would have then. to, I mean, and are, do those things happen in the world? Yes. Do people say what we're saying and then eventually still, you know, end up separating and get divorced? Yes. So like, is it in the world of possibilities? Does it exist out there? Yes. But also is it in our current kind of like thinking about the relationship? No. Yeah. Okay, good conversation. We went through a lot today, a lot of a uh, lot of good fights. Well, I feel really connected to you, mostly because I'm watching the sun shine down on your face and your beautiful blue eyes, and you have been extra handsome to me all week long this busy week, and I've still had time to have eyes for you. Oh, that's sweet. And babe. you've said Thank a you. lot of sweet things to me this week, and a lot of like effusive love like I feel very clear how much you love me mm. this I like week that in word particular. effusive I'm gonna start using that now in, Adam's, in, in, Adam's in all big of book. the wrong context exactly in Adam's big book of misused words I will say if when I come back from New York your hair is like a too much poofier I might my uh, eyes my eyes might have it won't go. be quite as effusive that's right. <laughs> wrong use so that's the same that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> what are you going to do about your, like, the sides of your hair? How can I help? Because the top's fine. Neil and I are going to shave our heads. I'll kill you. Yeah. You could shave yours. All right. But you look really cute right now. Okay. Love I you, love babe. you. Bye. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.